Hey guys, welcome to the He Said, She Said podcast with Josh and Danielle, where we talk about our marriage, family, and the everyday stuff that we all face. We don't always agree on everything, and we certainly don't have it all figured out, but we know that God does. We're so glad you're here. Good day, everyone. What? What? In the world. What? Good day. What is well, that? Well, I just get tired. Like, I feel like I open the podcast the same exact way every time. I feel like I always say, and welcome back to another, yet another week. And yet another episode. And I felt like that was getting old. So I just wanted is to switch it Is this a new thing? Well, I mean. Get, are you going to be like, good day. I don't know. Good day, mate. <laughs> First of all, I didn't say it like that. It wasn't. Sorry, that's what it felt like. It, it wasn't with the accent. But it was just who says good, good day. day. Well, I thought, you know, I'm going to say good afternoon since it's the afternoon right now. But not everyone will listen to the podcast in the afternoon. So it wouldn't be applicable to People person who listening to listening it in, in the, the morning. morning or at night. Exactly. So. But it's good always day. a day. Well, I guess it maybe maybe I should have said good day night <laughs> or good night day. Why are we having this conversation? I don't know. They've already turned us off. Welcome back. It's good to be back with you guys <laughs> once again. Is that better? Just go back to the original. Welcome back. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're oh so glad my. you're here. You're our friends. Yeah. We're not very good at this. Anyways, um, we had some Stim. some life celebration this past week. Yeah, we did. It was your birthday. It was my birthday. And... Your son's birthday, and our son's birthday, our Kobe's birthday. Kobe, my yeah. birthday is on the seventeenth of July. Kobe's birthday is on the eighteenth of July, because I will share everything with my children except for my birthday. Well, that also, is, but but not you get like your birthday now kind of gets overshadowed a little bit. It doesn't have to. Well, I'm just saying it does because. So what you're saying it's the is day after you allow it to be. No, I'm just saying it's hard because it's like. Yay, let's celebrate Danielle. And then it's like the very next day, it's like, okay, we're moving on. Yeah. That was good. That was good. That one day, that one day was good. Maybe we should celebrate you for the week before your birthday. I would not be opposed to that. My mom always, always, always made a huge deal out of our birthdays. Like, huge. We would have like a celebration on the day. We would have a party. We would celebrate a lot. We would get tons of presents. And the first year we got married, we got married on June 10th. Yeah. On July 17th, a month and a week later, we celebrated my first birthday as a married couple, as a, as a married woman. We celebrated your first birthday. As a married, as a married woman. As a married family. As... Whatever. <laughs> and... I had such high hopes. I was like, he's going to make this day special for me. And, yeah. This, so this is another whole episode that maybe we'll do another time. But, like, it's just because our, our cultures were very different growing up. And so what does that mean? Because, like, I, I mean, my birth, it's not that my, my mom didn't celebrate our birthdays, but it wasn't like, I don't know, I don't ever remember it being like this huge, you know, big old deal i mean we had parties and stuff yeah but like it was never that like i never felt like it was all that important so you had parties so, but you didn't think that was a big deal yeah but i didn't have like, i think that that is indicative 
of how spoiled oh, you are. Oh, my word. Here we go again. <laughs> Let's talk about our pound puppy conversation. I, <laughs> how did I know you were going to bring this up? <laughs> we were this weekend. Oh, Monday, Monday. Because, and I like the way your mom put it. She posted on Facebook when your, your pop pop and your dad are preachers. And your birthday falls on a Sunday. You don't get to celebrate it that day. You have to celebrate it the That's next day. Accurate. 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 So we celebrated Kobe's birthday a little bit. We're actually doing it all week. But um, but see, that's the point is that you like our kids get a week long celebration of their birthday. Or sometimes it's like a multi like year celebration of their birthday. Like Brayden every year somehow swindles out of you two birthday celebrations well, because he, I still owe him a birthday celebration. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. <laughs> it's like, I mean, he somehow swindles you into celebrating him twice. I don't know that swindles the right. Anyways, anyways. <laughs> so we were on Monday um, at Target and he was picking out toys and I was picking out toys. No, Kobe. Oh, Kobe. Yes. He, somebody had given them all actually money to spend at um, the store so that they could pick out something for themselves and um, we were there and I saw that there was a whole little section of like 90s kids toys 80s 90s one was strawberry shortcake she smelled so good I never had strawberry shortcake I don't remember if I did or not the other was pound puppy and I saw them and I thought ah I did have a pound puppy I used to have a pound puppy as a matter of fact we still have the pound puppy that I had when I was a little girl. It's just like this tiny, like little tiny dog. I said, I think my pound puppy, I think, was a little bit bigger than that little small one. But actually, it ended up, it was the same size as the small <laughs> one. <laughs> and, and then he was like, oh, yeah, I had a pound puppy, too. I was like, you did? You He said, he said, it wasn't that little tiny small one, though. Mine was like really big. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's probably about like, you know, that big giant dog we have at our house. It's probably about that big. I'm like, I'm a, a huge. I said it puppy. was a little bit smaller than that big dog. Oh, this is what I'm talking about, though. You don't feel like birthdays were a big deal, even though they threw you parties every year because you were spoiled. No, my parents threw me a party and that. I was like, oh, you made such a huge deal out of my birthday. See, you're like the queen of spin. Cause like you are the one that is spoiled and like expecting, <laughs> ex expecting for, <laughs> expecting for your birthday to be this huge big old deal. No, and I'm like expecting me, it. I'm I'm cool I... with doing nothing. Like just saying, hey, I turned 37. He turned 37, um, y'all, and this is what we did. I. We went away for the weekend. No, no, you let me tell with the instructions. <laughs> no, you let me tell what we did. I arranged for all of our friends to meet us down in Richmond to play top golf on a Saturday. There was probably 12 of us and he had no idea that we were even going. And then the night before I said, I surprised, I have a surprise. We're going to go stay in Richmond in a hotel and we're going to have a nice dinner together for your birthday. And the next morning we went out for breakfast and oh no, we didn't. We um, got coffee and then we went to Top Golf, and it was like a huge surprise that everybody was there. And then we went out for lunch together, and it was just this huge ordeal that I had arranged and surprised. And he didn't even care. He's like, I could do nothing. And then I care. For it's me, not that I don't care. No, it's for that me, no, no, no. I'm not done. 
for me on my birthday, it's like Friday night. My birthday is Saturday. He's like, so what do you want to do tomorrow? I'm like, are you serious right now? He's like, yo, you never told me what you wanted to do for your no, birthday. No, that's not what I said. That's exactly what you said. No, I said you told me what you wanted to do, but then you said you didn't want to do it. You wanted to go to the drive-in. But there was but nothing family-friendly right. the, the, showing at the movies. Nothing that we could take our kids to that in good conscience we would feel okay with. So I said, well, let's just not do that. And he took that as, let's ignore your birthday. No, that is not what we did. We did not ignore your birthday. So this is the conversation we had on Friday night. And he's like, well, you never told me. You said you want to do that. Then you changed your mind. And then you didn't tell me what you wanted to do. And I was like thinking in my brain, like, you never told me you wanted to go to do top golf. You never you never told me that, you know, I should get us everybody together to go play it together. You never well, said we that. Well, we could have gone to top golf for your birthday, but I don't think you would have enjoyed that very much. I would have enjoyed that. <laughs> Literally. I'm like, as long as we don't. We did not Ignore do nothing it. for your birthday. So what, what happens on Saturday morning? He's got to go to men's prayer breakfast. And so he leaves and he's like, be ready when I come back because I'm going to take you to breakfast. We went to your favorite breakfast place and got your favorite breakfast. And that's what we did for my birthday. And? And then, oh, oh, the day before I had told him, hey, babe, we really need to get a Bluetooth speaker because I, I was at day camp and I was working and I wanted to play some Disney music for the kids that I was working with just to set a fun atmosphere i love music and i said we really should get a really good bluetooth speaker and so while we were after breakfast went to target then we went to walmart and he disappeared for a few seconds and came back with a walmart bag and then we got home and they were like he was like whispering to the kids like i did have no idea what just happened he was like you got to find a bag for this thing. We got to go put this in a bag. I was like, don't even bother. You and didn't know. You didn't know. I did know. And I knew exactly well, what you bought, too. Well, that's because you're nosy. It's because I looking, saw you walk. You snooping. You disappeared in Walmart, and you came back with a bag on my birthday. Okay. To be fair. You always want to be fair to yourself. I do. Because Let's you're take not you fair. to the whipping post. Because that's because what you always want to do. You just want to take people to the whipping post. Yeah, I want to take you to the whipping post. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you got what you wanted for your birthday. Am I wrong? I got. Why are you laughing? One thing I probably already would have bought myself for my birthday. <laughs> well, now you got it for your birthday. Here's the thing. And you don't have to buy it for yourself. I'm going to organize my own birthday party after my friends come out of quarantine and you're not invited. Okay. Because I had That's, to organize. Listen, you already told me. I'm just me kidding. You were going to whatever, do your little girl's trip. So No, that wasn't for my birthday. That oh, Okay. <laughs> that this was is my because... point. This is my point. You are spoiled. No, he went away. He went I did not go away. I went to preach. He went to preach. At a camp. Yeah, he went that to preach at a camp. That is different than going Y'all, away. You should have seen his face. I'm like sitting there. He's getting all the things out of our car. <laughs> Why? This is not funny. It was so funny because then he pulls out his golf clubs out of the back of our car. And he's got this little smirk on his face because he knows I'm watching him. 
but he will not you make even eye supposed contact to be with there, me. And you weren't even supposed to see <laughs> the transition from one card to the other. Well, he, w- he wouldn't make eye contact with me. And he had this little smirk because he knew. And then I was like, what is that? It's it's just in case I have some free time. I was like, you're going away for three days. And guess what I did not do? What, what? I did not even remove those golf clubs from the car. <laughs> but your face. Until I and got home what and put did, it back in the garage. What did you do while you were gone? I went and I saw my grandparents, who I haven't seen in over a year because of COVID. We and saw your grandma. No, I have not seen my other grandparents. Right. So I went and I visited with them for a couple of hours. And then the next day I went and I uh, shopped for Brayden. I got him some cleats for soccer. You know, you were at the outlet that day. And it was literally five days before my birthday. And I thought, oh, he's going to get me something I looked, from but the they didn't outlet have anything to surprise there. me. They didn't have anything there that Missed I felt opportunity. Anyways, so your birthday was on Sunday or Saturday. So he doesn't even know Kobe's, what day it was. Kobe's he birthday. He doesn't even know. Kobe's birthday was on Sunday. What day it was. So we are still celebrating Kobe's birthday. Oh, no, no, no. You missed out day. on the rest of that conversation. You what? had three days off. Gallivanting. I did not have. I three said days I was going to take. See, this is where you are mistaken. Three days to be with my girlfriends. I've never been on a girls' trip like that before. I'm going to go three days with my girlfriends, and then now you're saying that that I'm going to do that for my birthday. Yeah, that's your birthday. No, it's not. It that is. is because you got three days. No, I and did also, not get three days. You know off. what I've decided we're doing? I didn't tell you this. You are actually invited. I want to go for Korean barbecue when my friends come out of quarantine. Okay. Have you done that? You've never done that? No. Let's do it. All right. There's a bunch of places in Northern Virginia. <sighs> Anyways. This conversation has gone. Uh, I'm sorry. You yeah, had you to. took it right off the rails. Um, no. Um, I'm sorry. Y'all so had we, <laughs> we, are, we are talking today about prioritizing and helping your kids prioritize their lives. Yeah, I think one of the points you made was prioritize birthdays and celebrations. That's not, that, that is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this fits perfectly in with our conversation today. Okay. So. Where's your notes? My notes are right here. Okay. We're just talking about how do you help your kids learn to prioritize their life? Because we as adults sometimes struggle with prioritizing our lives. 100%. Sometimes when it's your wife's birthday. Oh my word. You happen Can to we miss just let that making go now? that a priority. And making that person feel special. You, all right. It's not just about the birthday. It's about celebrating that person's life, making them feel loved and valued and appreciated and special. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Okay. So anyways, we're talking about how you obviously, um, maybe we should be talking about how to overcome bitterness um, on this episode, you're not even paying attention, so you don't even have any idea what I just said. You said maybe but, we should talk about overcoming um, bitterness. Anyways, we're talking about helping your kids prioritize uh, their life. So, Danielle, why do we need to prioritize our lives? Why? Yeah. Why do we need to prioritize our lives? Why are priorities important? That's funny because that's literally the first point on my notes. Why are priorities important? Did you read that? Did you know that? No. Number one, because we are going to be held accountable for how we spend our time. Romans 14 says, 
For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. For as it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. So we are going to be held accountable for how we've lived our life, how we've spent our time. And I think, too, the things that we spend our time on are the things that we value, the things that are important to us. And we need to make sure that we are putting those things in their proper order. Yeah, I think certainly that we, as you take inventory of the things and the the activities on which you spend the bulk of your your schedule, it really gives you insight as to what you are um, choosing to be the most important things in your life. So certainly because of the fact that we'll give an, an account one day for how we spend our time and what we do with the time that God allows for us to have here on the earth um, is an important reason. Um, what else? Do you have anything else? Like practically speaking, I, I wrote a few things down. One of the things that I wrote down is just simply because practically speaking, life is busy. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm sure it is for you as well, because for all of us, life is just busy. We mm -hmm. just have a lot of things going on. Yep. And we live in this culture that, you know, it seems like the busier you are, you know, the, the better you are, so to speak. But I think one of the things that, that we all kind of learned through COVID was that slowing down and um, accomplishing priorities that we have in our life and maybe reprioritizing some things is important. Um, but I think that, that as, as a general rule, not necessarily even just in our kids' lives, but just in everyone's lives, one of the reasons we need to prioritize is because our lives are just so busy. And if we don't prioritize, then life begins to get away from us. And we don't, um, we, we don't do the things that we need to get done. Right. They we slip don't through the cracks. spend time on the things that are priorities. We don't spend time on the things that are important if we don't um, do that intentionally. Right. Yeah. So those things just kind of go by the wayside or they slip through the cracks or we don't accomplish them. Or there might be just in general things that we want to do that we want to accomplish in life that we never do because we just don't make it a priority. Right. I think about just, and I probably have said this before, but you know, we always have these great intentions. There's so many people that I love, so many people that I want to get together with, do things with. And a lot of times I find myself saying, um, oh, yeah, we should do that. Oh, yeah, we should get together. Oh, yeah, we should. But I have come to realize um, here in the last few years, if I don't actually stop and put a date on a calendar, that actually doesn't usually happen because we have to be intentional with our time. If that is a priority to us, we have to make time for those things. Yeah, and I think about even things like, you know, if, if you have an accomplishment that you want to to you know, accomplish during your lifetime. Hmm. I be quiet. I can see. I know. I was trying to think of another word because I, I knew that as soon as I said it, that you were going to look at me and say, <laughs> "Hmm." But anyways, if you have an accomplishment that you want to achieve during your <laughs> lifetime, 
and you I don't you. you don't right <laughs> you don't prioritize that then most likely you're not going to achieve it i just think of like you know it, uh, just to throw an example out there if you want to write a book but you don't set aside the time to write or you don't set aside the time to achieve that accomplishment then you're not going to do it. And so right. because life gets away from us, because life gets busy, I think we need to have priorities. Well, in this same token, like if you want to renovate a bathroom. <laughs> Word. What is this today? Like if you don't set aside the time and the resources to make it happen, it's never going to happen. Right, right. We need so to have you have you set aside the time to <laughs> renovate the bathroom? I have no skills, right man. Now? Okay, uh, neither do I. The point is, if we do not intentionally prioritize the things that are important in our lives, the things that we want to accomplish, the things that um, are valuable, even um, you know our family goals, if we don't set aside the time to set up a system or um, just be intentional, then life's going to carry us away and we're not actually going to do the things that we wanted to do. Yeah, um, okay, so that's true for us as adults. But, <clears throat> I mean, do kids even really need to prioritize their life? What do you um, think? Yes. Okay, why? Because, like, I mean, kids are carefree. They just, you know go to school, they just play video games, they just do extracurriculars, they just, you know, do all of those things. So why do kids need to prioritize their lives? I think that it has a lot to do with training for the future. But I think also, you know, we think about our kids as the next generation and the future. But our kids are Christians today. Our kids are the church right now. Um, and they they need to be i mean every day sanctified just like we do they need to be making the the commandments in scripture are the same whether you're 12 or whether you're 42 right like they are still to to be growing to be learning to be drawing closer to the lord and this is part of their training you know yeah. one day they're going to be not little kids anymore and if they were never taught when they were young how to prioritize things, put things in the proper perspective, put things in their proper place, they're going to continue those, you know, habits on through adulthood. Yeah. One of the things that I that I, or one of the ways that I answered that question was that if they learn now, they're going to be able to properly prioritize later. And right. so if we're training, we, we train our we potty train our kids um, or at least we try. We're oh, in the midst of that right man. now. It's a great, great time. Um, it's horrible, you guys. But it's our number four. You would think that we would be good at it by now. Well, he no. is having none of it. He does not want to be potty trained. I'm sorry. Keep going. I digress. So we train our kids in other areas of life. We train our kids to try to keep a tidy room. We train our kids to respect authority. We train our kids to choose wise friends. So I, I believe that one of the things that we should help train our kids is how do you prioritize life? You know, I think about biblical examples of young children that maybe had proper priorities. One of the, one of the first ones that comes to my mind was the lad who had the lunch at the feeding of the 5,000. 
Um, why are you rolling your eyes? Nothing. Go ahead. Uh, anyways, um, and here's this boy who has, you know, uh, a, a small lunch. And when he's asked for it by, why are you laughing? When he's asked for it by the disciples, um, his priorities are there. He gives it up. And now Jesus is able to take that that small quantity of food and multiply it and use it uh, to feed the 5,000 plus people that were in attendance that day. And so, you know, here's a young boy who obviously in his life was able to prioritize um, others' needs above his own needs. Would you like to explain to everyone why you were laughing while I, I was giving that illustration? No, everybody just needs to understand I'm a little bit giddy right now. Not entirely sure why, but everything is just hitting me in the funny bone. So just okay. bear with me. <laughs> You don't have to address to... every time I crack up. Okay. It's Anyways. because you said lunch funny. I don't know what it is. So if they learn now, they'll be able to prioritize later. They also can use those principles of, of proper priority now in their own life. Um, so how do we go about helping our kids to learn proper priorities what how do, do we go about helping our kids to learn proper priorities? Yeah, how do, we, how do we help them to learn like what their priorities should be? Well, I think that first we need to recognize ourselves what those priorities should be. Um, and obviously we should model those things for them. And obviously we should verbally tell them, yeah. um, so, remind them. So let's go back to that first thought that you had. So what are biblically what are the, the the proper order of priorities for my life i think that for kids naturally the proper pri the prof the proper priorities are the same for us all right but for kids i think what they naturally tend to do is make fun their priority um yeah, yeah. do you remember when you were a kid uh yeah it wasn't that long ago. it was a very long time ago old man yes it was <laughs> What, what? You're the same age as me, just I a reminder. I just turned. I'm six months younger. Young <laughs> okay. and beautiful. All right. Anyways, do you remember what it was like? Like, what did you want to spend all of your time doing? Yeah, I mean, obviously, as a kid, you want to spend all your time playing. Like, I wanted to be outside, or I wanted to be playing video games, or I wanted to do, just watch TV, or just to be a kid. Yeah, I remember I wanted to be reading a book. Very different priorities. <laughs> My parents would say, um, go outside and play. And I would be like, uh, as long as I can take a book and sit on the swing. <laughs> yeah, that never would have been me. Like, I, you never would have caught me as a kid holding a book. <gasps> that is embarrassing. I know. But I'm just saying, like, you would have caught me holding a hockey stick. You would have caught me holding a football. You would have caught me holding a Frisbee. But never a book. You would have caught me dribbling a soccer ball. But... I don't know that you would have ever caught me holding a book. Yeah. My parents used to be like, go outside and play. And but the point is that, point that us outside. the priorities are fun. The priority for a kid is I want to do what I enjoy. Right. And, and honestly, and me, it was reading. Honestly, that's the priorities that many adults have as well. Womp womp. And that was what I was trying to get at. Yeah. <laughs> they, it doesn't change Because much. we haven't learned the proper priorities in our life so for for a lot of adults like pleasure and comfort are the priorities for a lot of adults 
like work hard, play hard, which I kind of don't mind that, you know, work hard, play hard attitude. But it's like I work hard so I can play hard. And that is the end all be all like that is the goal. So I think that, yes, this is why we need to teach our kids when they're younger that, hey, life can be fun. It should be fun. But the goal is not fun. Right. Right. So the priority for for us, I think, starting off and you haven't seen my notes, but I have notes under each of the priorities. Um, But I think, of course, first and foremost, our top priority should be God, should be Jesus Christ. Yeah. So when I think about what Jesus said as he was on the earth, what did he say about priorities? Well, in Matthew 6.33, he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added unto you. So the reference there to all of these things, he's mentioned, you know, some some physical things uh, in the, the preceding verses. So in verse 25, he says, I say to you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you should drink, not nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? And so he talks about some physical necessities that we all have in order to live. And then in verse 33, he says, but seek first the kingdom of God. And all of these things will be added to you. God's going to take care of you. Yeah, I think that um, you missed a little a little phrase in there. It says, and his righteousness. Like, that is why we're here. We're here to be um, bringing him honor and bringing him glory, becoming more like him. So we're seeking him and we're seeking to become like him. And right. that is, that's the goal. Yeah, yeah. And, and Paul talks about that a lot in... When he ta- when he mentions, you know, putting off the old man and putting on the new man, becoming more like Christ. And so that is our number one priority. So the number one priority that I ought to have in my life and that my kids ought to have in their life is God. But to to ingrain that into children and really to help um, help them understand that God is a, should be a priority in their life is sometimes not easy. But ultimately, that's the work of the Holy Spirit in their own heart and in their own life. Right. That has to take place. Right. And then we we see, you know, that that is actually a commandment Um, in Matthew 22, in Mark 12, in Luke 10. It says, Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So we're commanded to love the Lord our God first and foremost. So it he should be our priority. But then I was thinking through that um, and about how we should teach that to our kids. Not only is it a commandment, but putting fo- like God first is just a continuation of the gospel at work in our lives. Like we don't just do it because we're commanded to, but we do it because it's a natural response to what he's done for us. And, you know, God sacrificed his son. He died on the cross for us. He's been so good to me. He's given me eternal life. He's given me the opportunity to have a relationship with God and putting him first and serving him is a natural outflowing of that. So I think that when we're training our kids to... um to put God first, not only should we say, well, we're commanded to put God first, but I think what we can really do um, to, to emphasize with them is who God is, 
what he's done and then take the opportunity to point out the good that God is at any chance we can get. You know what I mean? Like just remind them and remind them and remind them. And then the, and and I know we talk a lot about like just a, a, a checking off boxes and a, one of the things that we should check off is we're commanded to love God first but we want that to be a natural outpouring of their love for God and who they are and to ingrain that in them we have to remind them of who God is yeah I think you make a great point there because um, this this should be a daily outflow of our life and so just a reminder of you know when God blesses, when God blesses our family, when God allows us to do something fun, when God allows us to spend time together. I mean, it doesn't have to be like you know, oh, we just got showered with tons of money, or, or oh, we just got this huge blessing from God. It's that you know God allows us to be together. God gives us our home. God provides our vehicle for us. God gives us food on the table. It's just these daily needs that Matthew chapter six even talks about and pointing those out to our children and helping them to realize that, you know, when we make God a priority in our life, when we humble ourselves before him and when we seek after him, then he's going to bless us. It's not that we seek him because we want him to bless us. It's that we seek him because we love him, but blessings come because of our seeking of him. And if we're careful about reminding our children throughout the day, throughout their life, throughout the month that, hey, we have these things because God exists. We have eternal life because God loves us so much. We have family because it's a it's a display of God's love towards us. We have all of these things exist because of God. Um, and just making that a part of our regular daily conversation um, and not just them hearing that from the pulpit when they go to church, uh, I think is a very important thing in our family life. So what does putting God first look like for us? Yeah, so let me let me backtrack real quick before I answer that question because I, I want to just point out because you mentioned the Mark 12 passage and the other the other instances where Jesus was trying to be tricked by the Pharisees and they said, well, what's the greatest commandment? And he says, well, love the Lord your God with all your heart, love your neighbor as yourself. And so I think the second thing, one of the, the other things that we want to teach our children is that, you know, putting others before themselves is just as important as well. Um, so we, we see that there in Mark chapter 12. I just wanted to point that out. Did you want to come back to that later too? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, um, so what, what was does, the question you asked? What does putting God first look like for us as, um, a family, first of all? And then how do we teach our kids to put God first? Yeah, so I, I think that, again, part of it, part of putting God first for our family is is doing what we've been talking about. It is showing our kids every day um, that God God's blessed us and that because we we live for him because we put him first he blesses us how do we practically do that well i think one of the ways that we do that is church attendance is uh, a big priority for our family um we try to prioritize or we do prioritize 
uh, our church life over pretty much every other aspect of our life besides our family life. Um, so here's where it begins to get a little bit tricky sometimes for those of us that are in ministry or heavily involved in our local churches. Uh, we have to be careful that our families don't begin, our family life doesn't begin to suffer because of our involvement in ministry. But at the same time, we want to be heavily invested and heavily involved in church life. Um, because I think it's that's all about balance. Right. Yeah. But yeah. that's where you know, a, a good portion of our spiritual growth takes place. Yeah, I have a few things here. Um, I, f- I think that putting God first, if we're going to model it for our children, um, we need to make sure that we make time to spend with him um, in prayer and reading his word and make that an important thing. We need to make, like you said, church a priority for our families. Um, also, our speech should always point to him, to point to how good he is, bringing him honor, bringing him glory. Um, What about for our kids? How can we encourage our kids? What are some things that we can do to help our kids put God first? Um, Well, I mean, I I think providing them resources on a practical level, providing them resources um, that they can use to... So, for instance, our kids made a decision at camp that they wanted to read their Bibles more often and uh, more regularly. And, um, I mean, just being transparent and honest, I probably haven't done a great job in following up with them on that. But um, our our children's pastor actually purchased resources uh, for each of them. And so I think just providing our kids with the resources that they need in order to be able to succeed. Um, so they just have a little devotion book uh, that they can work through as they uh, are trying to, to read God's Word. And um, so I think that's one way just, uh, and you mentioned modeling. You've said that a couple times now, but we haven't really explained what we mean by that word. So when we say modeling, what we mean is our kids are going to learn mostly from our actions. They're going to learn from the way that we live our lives. So if they see us living a life where God is prioritized, his word is prioritized, church is prioritized, um, then naturally they're going to try to do some of that in their own life. Maybe not immediately. They're going to have to have a little push because again, after all, kids are going to prioritize fun and they're going to do what they deem to be fun over everything else. Um, But Hopefully, that's something that becomes a part of their family life for the rest of their life. Yeah, one of the tools, and I don't know if we've mentioned it on here before, that we like to use with our family is Keys for Kids. Um, There's a new devotion um, every day on the Keys for Kids app, and your kids can listen, and they can understand. It's not too long. It's a story with an applicable um, lesson and a Bible verse to go along with it. And so our kids really enjoy doing Keys for Kids. Um, another thing you can do is have worship time with them. Um, bring them to church consistently like we've talked about. Um, and yikes, don't, if you're going to model, if you're going to model making God a priority, don't make excuses for missing church. Oh, Yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a, this is a touchy one. It um, is. And it's a tough one. But, um, I mean, honestly, like, you know, I, I think that one of the things that we are called to is to gather together with other believers 
and to worship. And when we begin to make excuses or even begin to prioritize other things over church attendance, whether that's sports or whether that's um, shopping or whether that's whatever it might be on any given week, uh, that sends a very loud and clear message to our kids that this particular activity is just as or more important than church. So we can miss church because we are going shopping. We can miss church because we are going to the game. Now, again, listen, I understand that things come up, people get sick, that there are emergencies, and those are not things that we're talking about. But I do think that as a hard and fast rule, um, at least in our family, we as, as a standard and conviction for our family have decided that we're going to prioritize church attendance on Sundays and Wednesdays over um, pretty much anything else. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, it, the Bible says, the, the biblical principle is forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, right? Yeah. So how often do you have to assemble? <laughs> Why would you ask me that question right now? I don't know. Uh, I was just thinking like, so you go to church on Sunday morning. Is it okay to miss Sunday night church? It doesn't. It, the church? Bible doesn't say how how often we should be gathered together. I know the old you know Baptist saying was three to thrive, and you know <laughs> you got to be at three services a week. Well, why not five to thrive, or why not seven to thrive? Um, well, let's just go to fourteen to thrive and go twice a day every day. Um, I there's no magic you know number. There's no. I I would say there's no. As a family, that's why I said as a family, we have as a standard in our home, prioritized church attendance that so whenever the doors are open, if we're able to be there, we're going to try to be there. Now, that doesn't mean that we've never missed church. That doesn't mean that we are holier than thou. If you choose to, you know, gather at a different place on Sunday night or, you know, whatever, I, that, that's not the point isn't how many times a week you gather. The point is that you do. And that you make God and uh, gathering with fellow believers a priority in your life. And I think the way by which in the New Testament, we in the New Testament age, the age of grace, whatever you want to call it, the way by which we do that is our local church. And so I think that local church attendance is important and should be a priority for your family. I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to give a number. I'm not asking you're you looking to. For, I just you're, want, you're looking to cause like... No, no. Uh, I just wanted to know what you would say. <laughs> what you would say to the person sitting next to you that said, so how what, often? What I would say to that person is, I think that you should make a, a standard for your own family based on your biblical convictions. convictions. And listen to the Holy Spirit. Right. Listen to the Holy Spirit's leading in that regard. And I would say family is important as well. Yes. Okay. So Jesus... And God. Thanks for that controversial question. No problem. That's why I'm here. <laughs> um, it should be our top priority. Is that a surprise? No, that's not a surprise to anyone. But the next thing we want to talk about are other people. Right? Yeah, sorry. I jumped the gun on you there. You did. And you were like shaking your head at me. I was me. like, don't, don't go on. You could just say, hey, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Okay. Anyways, the next thing on our priority list and something that we want to teach our kids is first, God above all else. But next, people are important. So? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I, I think that's what? What'd you say? I said, so what do you have to say oh, about that? I think that's what 
you know, Jesus is getting at in, in that passage that you read um, or quoted in, in Mark chapter 12 and in the other places in the gospel where he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, love your neighbor as yourself. People are important and we ought to prioritize other people's needs at times above our own because there are times that other people's needs are greater than my own needs. And I, I really think that that's what, that's what Jesus is getting at is loving your neighbor. And we, we struggle with that today in our culture and in our society. And our kids struggle with that because naturally our sin nature says me, our sin nature says mine. We don't have to teach our kids not to share. We have to teach our kids to share. Why? Because they want the toy when they want the toy. Most of the time when their brother is playing with the toy, they want That's the toy they at want the that toy. moment. Why? Because they're selfish. And we as humans, we are selfish people. And so I think helping our kids to understand this at an early age, that when we prioritize other people above uh, above ourselves at times, that um, it's life-giving and it is, uh, it's joy-giving as well. Right. And I was thinking too, like, what if we had these two priorities misplaced? Like, what would that look like? What if I made people more important than pleasing Jesus? Because we, we talk about, like, the good being the enemy of the best. Yeah. The best is to put God first and then people. But what if we decided to put people first? I think this is what naturally what, kid, what kids want to do. Like, they want um, to please everyone around them. They want to fit in. You know, they want to be a part of the crowd. They want to be cool. And we've seen like over and over um, kids who are on the right track who wanted to serve God get dragged down by kids who didn't care about God at all. But at its at its root and at its core, isn't that really a, a, a me problem? Isn't that really a pride problem? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, ultimately what you're saying is that I think that this person's opinion of me is more important than God's okay. th- than me serving God. Right. Um, so at the end of the day, it's really a selfish and a, a, a pride problem. Uh, but yeah, certainly, I, I definitely see what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking about all of these priorities um, in relation to the other and 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 about keep and and about the importance of not just recognizing these priorities but recognizing them in the correct order you know right, like right not being a people pleaser not being a man pleaser but it is important and god does tell us how important it is to love people to serve people to be edifying to be uplifting to be encouraging to be there for one another um and so that is next on our list of priorities. So what does putting people second look like for us? Yeah, I think that um, putting people second, you mean like in our in our priority, right? right? Second priority. Not second to Not me, second but, to me um, but second I, I would in say my that, list of priorities. You know, it's it looks like for me that I'm looking out for the best interest of other people. At all times. Now, there there are there are times that that's very hard because, you know, I don't want to <laughs> because I'm selfish, because I feel like I need this this thing more than that person needs this thing. 
But I, I think that that's what it is. It's me looking out for the needs of somebody else. And so when I see a need, I meet a need if I can. And maybe I'm not necessarily just talking about a physical need. I can t- I'm talking about emotional needs. I'm talking about, you know, just being there for people and realizing that people are going. Th- I think one of the problems that if again, I can just be transparent for a minute. One of the problems that I have and had in the past um, and, and still continue to struggle with sometimes is that I get so focused on like things that I have to do how busy I am, what I have coming up that I forget about other people and I forget about their needs and I forget about, and, and I have intentionally, um, tried to work on that really over the past, I would say seven, eight years. Um, because I realized at some point that every time somebody asks, and I still say this uh, a lot, but I realized at some point that every time somebody asks me, Hey, how's it going? I, my, my go-to answer is always, Oh, I'm, I'm doing great, but I'm really busy. Well, who cares if I'm really busy? Because guess what? The person who asked me that they're really busy too. And sometimes I just got so inward focused on my busyness that I forgot to, to realize other people are just as, if not more busy than I am. And so why do I always need, feel like I have, have, I have to tell them that I'm busy. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. It's just like, it's, it's almost like I'm, I don't know. Um, it's almost like I'm focusing more on my busyness than I am on a person's need. Right. And that's easy to do. I was thinking about this in relation to the gospel. Like, um, I think that for us to teach our children that people are important, there needs to be an emphasis, um, on the fact that God made those people and uh, he loved them. And he loved them enough to send a son to die for them. And if he loves them that much and he values them that much, then we should also love and value them um, just as much. We should display God's love to others. We should be serving others just like he was a servant when he lived on earth. Um, And then I I think that we should also try to emphasize with our kids that he created those people in his image and that they have value to God. I think about when our kids are fighting and calling each other names. And I just want to say, listen, I know he's your brother, but that that doesn't mean that God didn't make him, that God didn't make him with a purpose, that God made a mistake when he made him. I know sometimes the things that he does are annoying, but he has value to God and we should be building him up. We should be edifying him and I think that we need to take those opportunities to point out like how God would respond why they're here how God loved them how God sent his son Christ to die for them too um I I think that recognizing that in the light of gospel and the gospel in the light of eternity then it has more of an impact than just telling our kids hey be nice serve others be kind you know edify one another I think then like what we were talking about before, it ends up being more of, oh, yeah, an outpouring. Oh, right. Yeah, God did die for them. Yeah, God does value them. Yeah, I, and I, I think that I, I know this episode is about helping our kids prioritize uh, their life, but I think just remembering that uh, would be helpful for us as adults as well um, in our engagements on social media, in our engagements as we talk about politics, in our engagements as we just discuss p- 
people whose views differ from ours. Right. Because we've lost the ability as a people. Um, we've lost the ability to engage and disagree and do so in a civil manner. Um, and I think that as Christians, if we if we realized and prioritized other people the way that Jesus did, um, Jesus came across people that he certainly disagreed with the way that they lived. He certainly disagreed with their lifestyle, but he always spoke the truth to them in love, and he never threw stones, so to speak. Um, and I think if 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 we could learn to do that, um, that it would really help the gospel to be a much more powerful powerful force uh, in our world today. Right. So make time for people, invest in them, disciple them, serve, love them. I think of another thing too, be compassionate, like model compassion, um, be servant minded. That's tough. It's tough when we, like you said, when we have our schedules and we just want to do the next thing on our list to stop and make time for people and serve others. Um, have a and- burden for souls and share that burden with your kids. Model that in front of them. Don't be little people like what you were talking about on social media. Don't take your road rage out on people or find yourself being ugly to those around you because they're watching. They see how you're responding. They see how you respond to them. I'm so guilty of this when I lose my patience and I get frustrated and upset. They see how I'm responding and I see how they are a reflection of me um, and how they respond when when they've seen me respond in a short um, kind of in a frustrated way. Right. Um, So spend time with your loved ones. Celebrate them. Mourn with them. Be there for them. And I think for our kids, we need to provide opportunities for them to serve. Yeah, I was going to say that. So I'm glad you got there because I, I think that that's a huge thing is we've talked a lot about modeling and modeling, I think, is in, in helping our kids understand priorities and how important priorities are in their life. Modeling priorities in our own walk, in our own lifestyle is so essential but I think the other thing that is very important is giving our kids responsibility and opportunity to serve others. Um, so go ahead and say what you were going to say about it before. No, I, I was just, you. no, I, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think we do need to provide them opportunities to serve. I have a girlfriend and her kids are um, in church. They're getting older now. But she, I said, how did you teach your kids to be such hard workers and like whenever we're working in the church her kids just jump in like automatically assume this is just what we do and she said that every single time there was an opportunity to serve she brought her kids to serve and so they've grown up just serving and you know for her to take the time to recognize that and for her to take the time to do that takes time out of whatever they were going to do as a family takes time out of um, you know, whatever priority she had, because she saw that as a greater priority, teaching them to be servants. Um, I, I think making those those times fun is so important and, and celebrating those times like it's all in the way that you present it. Like right. we can tell our kids, hey, we're going to work at the church and you're going to be, you know, slave driven for the next (laughs) four hours and we're going to clean and we're going to do this or we're going to do that or we're going to put together this basket or or you can present it to them in a way that hey we're going to go to the church and we're going to serve with your friends because that's really for for us 
as adults, um, at least for me, that's what serving at the church is. It's me fellowshipping with other believers. It's I love it. Like I love being around other people and serving with other people. And um, I, I know part of that is just my personality because you you are not that you don't like serving, but you're very different and you're more of an introvert. And you there are times that you just don't want to be with other people. <laughs> and that's just because your personality is different than mine. But I think presenting that to our kids that, hey, we have this opportunity to serve, whether it's at the church or whether it's at the soup kitchen in town or whether it's, you know, going and mowing a neighbor's lawn or shoveling his snow off of his driveway or whatever it might be that we're going to go and we're going to have a good time and we're going to have fun. And me modeling that and having fun with the kids and with other people while we're doing that that activity, it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, I think that this is something that I definitely struggle with because I am so task-oriented. Like when we were working on Vacation Bible School and I came to help decorate, you were gone and I had to bring all the children with me. And... um. Actually, it was when we were cleaning up. Yeah. And I just, like, couldn't even. I was like, I just want to get this thing done. But they're, like, running all over, and they're they're not doing what I want them to do, and they're not. And really, probably the better way to have handled that would, would have been to just let them slow me down and incorporate them in what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It seems like a hindrance, but in in actuality, it's it's really what I need to do. Because yeah, well, I in the short term, it, in the short term, it is a hindrance because it's going to take you longer to accomplish that task because you're going to have to teach and you're going to have to say no, don't do that, and you're going to have to say no, that goes here, and you know. So in the short term, it is it is a hindrance for us because it it creates sometimes more work. You keep like I am so sorry. I don't know if you guys hear that, but. I was touching my hair and I keep hitting the microphone. I'm so sorry. But in the short term, it creates more work for us. But in the long term, um, it creates workers. It creates servants. It creates people who understand the priorities of life the way they should be. Right. I think the final thing I wanted to say under this is that ultimately, uh, we need to look for opportunities to share jesus christ with others yeah i mean that is the most important way that we can love and serve someone else is by sharing the love of christ with them and and telling them how they too can have a relationship with god so be conscious of that be a soul winner um be and i i because i'm an introvert have a hard time like putting myself out there i know that i should be doing this but i just don't want to disturb someone You know what I mean? But I need to be looking for those opportunities and letting my children see that this is how we live our lives and we need to be spreading the gospel. Okay, so first make Christ a priority, God a priority. Next is people. Did you have something you want to add before we move on? No, I think we covered it. Next is on the list of priorities, work. What do you think about that? (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to no, say, it, I'm gonna say it and then I'm going to let you talk. And I, I, I think for kids, you know, what is their job? Their job is school. Um, and now, chores. Chores, of course. You know, whatever responsibilities they have at home. And I think training them to be um, hard workers, training them to be responsible to get their schoolwork done, um, training them to prioritize schoolwork and chores and responsibilities before play um, is 
very important. Right. And kids I, aren't I, going to want to do that. Right. And and it is important, but I think it can get sticky for some people because I think that, that a lot of times this is where parents start. Like my goal is to make my kids be hard workers. They can earn a good, good honest day's wage. They can take care of their families. Like this is the goal for their families. And we should be teaching them this. Absolutely we should be teaching them this. But that is a a good thing that is out of priority because obviously the best thing is to glorify God um but we but Proverbs 6 talks about you know the ant working hard and how we should learn the lesson from the ant don't be a sluggard Proverbs is full of verses you know talking about how we should be hard workers Paul says and first um Thessalonians I believe it was first Thessalonians um that those that don't work shouldn't eat You know, like not those that can't work, but those that won't work. Um, So this, while this is not the number one priority thing, the number one priority that we should be teaching our kids, this is a priority. But I think all of it comes back to that number one priority. Because if I, if I learn to be a hard worker, if I learn to, to take responsibility, if I learn to do well in the 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 responsibilities and things that I've been given, then ultimately that is going to glorify God. And so the reason that I'm a hard worker and the reason that I get things done and the reason that I do these things is so that I can bring honor and glory to God. Um, so you, you see all the priorities, although they are different, and although they, they, you know, you number one priority is God, number two is family, number three is, you know, work. Um, although they're they're I don't know uh what's the word I'm looking for I don't know um anyways they're all important they're all important but they all come back to glorifying God right they all they're all important in their own place they have to stay in in their own place in order to glorify God right it all leads back to how can I do this to glorify God yeah um and you mentioned it earlier this is the verse I had under here seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you God's going to take care of us he's going to bless us he's going to provide for us if we seek him first but that doesn't say it, it it doesn't it doesn't contradict what Proverbs says right, or what the rest right. of the Bible says about needing to work hard. Both of those things can take place. You can understand that ultimately every good gift and every perfect gift is from God, but knowing that, you know, working hard brings honor to him. Yeah. Yep. So if I switch those things around And if, by the way, go work ahead. sorry. Go work ahead. is not a part of the curse. Think back to Genesis, the curse, you know, when the, the, the curse was implemented after uh, after Adam and Eve fell and sin entered into the world, the, the curse came. But Adam and Eve worked before the curse came. They had responsibility. Right. They did. They tended to the garden. But work became difficult. Sweat became a part of life childbirth became terrible <laughs> um thorns and thistles and so i i think it's important to point out and understand that god god determined from the beginning of time even before the fall of man that work would be a part of responsibility would be a part of man's life um sin has made work a task and difficult but it doesn't make it any less valuable right so then i thought about what if we what if 
we got this out of priority? Like, what if we switch this around? What if I made work more important than people, more important than God? I think then I would n- neglect the Great Commission because I'm too busy working. Yeah. You know? And this, this, this is a part of our society big time. Today. Yeah. I mean, like, work becomes idols. Right. I'm providing for my family. That's my number one goal. I... I even can neglect my family Yeah. Um, if I make work more important than them or more important than God. I'll neglect my relationship with him because I just am too busy. And this is ouch. Like this is <laughs> this is like piercing me at my heart because as a mom, I'm like, I've got to do this and I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to do this. And maybe I'm na- not making my career more important, but I'm making my to-do list more important when I say I just don't have time when really – What's really true, I'm, you know, I'm believing the lie that I don't have time because what's really true is that I don't have time not to, you know, like I have to do this. This is the most important thing, but I neglect it. Um, I'll neglect my relationship with him and I'll begin to see work as optional instead of a necessity to worship God and edify others. I forsake the assembling of ourselves together because, yeah, work is more important. So... It all sounds good. I mean, you know, it, it and, and listen, we are, I, I want to be careful to just give out the disclaimer that we understand that there are people who have to work on church days. Absolutely. Like people still get sick. So, so hospitals still have to be open. Right. People still commit crimes. So right. police still have to work. People's houses, unfortunately, still catch on fire. So, I mean, we, we understand that you you may be in a profession where you're required to work on Sunday and you just have to and we're not saying that you know you're you're sinful or that but but i think that the priority has to be there the principle general. is work has its place right. work is good but put it in its place right, right right and so how do we teach it to our children i think uh, ultimately we share with our children that God provides for our needs, but we shouldn't be idle. You know, James 1.17, every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above. Proverbs 84.11, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. The Lord blesses those who honor him, but also teach them the verses about working hard. Um, emphasize that God has provided eternal life for us. God sent his son, the ultimate gift, that blessing that he's, he's given for us is, is eternal life. And he's taking care of that and he'll take care of everything else. Um, but we should be honoring him by working hard. Yeah, and, and I think the way we help kids understand that is through their schoolwork and as well as their chores and the other things that we've talked about. But their schooling is really their job. It would be akin to whatever profession you're in. Uh, for the kids, that's what they do. That is, that's their life right now. So, you know, working hard, getting good grades, doing their best yeah. that they can in school, you know, that's so important. And I think that as parents, you know, I, I think we all want our kids to succeed and we all want our kids to get good grades and we all want them to do the best that they can in school. 
Um, but I think just emphasizing that with them and helping them to understand how important that is. And why that's important. Right. And not It's not we're working hard so we can get a good career and get a good job and make a lot of money. It's we're working hard because that honors the Lord. Right. That's uh. what I was saying at the beginning, you know, when we first started talking about work is that ultimately all of this goes back to honoring, honoring the glorifying Lord. God. Right. I think that teaching them verses, making them work hard, giving them chores on a regular basis, which is so hard to do because... Like we were talking about, it's easier to do it yourself. Well, it's not hard to give them the chores. It's hard to make sure that they do the chores. <laughs> it's almost easier to be like, just forget it. I'll do it myself. Like, just, just no, just let me do it. But then they don't learn anything. You know, we need to teach them to work hard. And I think that too, modeling this hard work um, in your life is important. Um, work hard at work. Be a model worker. Be a valued member of your job. When you come home, work with your kids. Get things done around the house. Build something with them. Plant a garden. Work hard serving others. Make a meal together and take it to someone. Show them that hard work yields great benefits and blessings. I mean, you build something and then you have a playhouse in the backyard. You plant a garden and then you have beautiful flowers or you well, have... I don't. I just kill it. Vegetable <laughs> vegetables. <laughs> you have vegetables and... um. Taking I a built Legos last night. You did. I was I was very impressed by your Lego building skills. I kind of built Legos. Yeah. Mostly I just pulled out Lego creations that they had already made. And I was like, look at this boat I built. And <laughs> they were like, true. I did that, Dad. <laughs> and I pulled out a little R2-D2. Look at this R2-D2 I built. And it was like already built. Yeah. <laughs> Point out how nice it feels to have a clean house and spend your time doing something valuable so that they understand that working hard is a blessing and it it creates um, blessings, other blessings, and there are benefits. Um, so yeah, provide them tools, give them a chore chart, give them chores, make them work. It's not always easy. No, it's not. But it, it is helpful. And I think too, you get what you honor. Right. So, yeah. you know, the older they're getting, the more I'm understanding like, Praise them, praise and praise and praise and praise them when they work hard. Praise them when they do an excellent job. Praise them when they, you know, obey and do their chores with a good attitude. Just honor their hard work. Teach them that excellence um, is good and honors the Lord. Help them to master a skill, a sport. And well, industry. the problem with that is you have to have the skill first. <laughs> so if you don't got no skills... You got to learn the skill. Go on YouTube. Teach them. YouTube (laughs) teaches you many skills. But I think all of these things are important. You know, helping our kids to learn priorities from an early age and helping them to understand what their priorities should be because they're going to make priorities. Most likely, they are going to make priorities things that they should not be. Um, They're going to play, is going to be their priority. Number Um, one. Number it's, one is me and play and yeah. what can I do for fun. And I mean, honestly, that's a lot of the times for adults too. So, yep. um, but I think it's so important that we help our kids prioritize their life. Do you have any other thoughts? Nope. Except I think we should let our kids play. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like that was the next thing on my list and I know we're going long today, so we need to cut it short, but that was the last thing. Um, the Bible is full of scripture that talks about, you know, laughing and 
dancing and singing and having joy and being cheerful. And I think that we can do all of those things within the context of the Christian life. And it's important to model that for our kids, to take time and even spend money. Ooh, that's hard because, you know, we want to put our hard for you. We want to put our money someplace else. No, we want to do something else with our money. Like when bowling costs almost two hundred dollars. That is ridiculous. Yeah, that is ridiculous. You know, like with being responsible with our money, well, but, but, but just I, letting I, I them think know. That actually, one of the things that I wrote down was make spending time together a priority, playing and just having fun. And it doesn't have to be a big event. It doesn't have to be, you know, I think sometimes that we're like, well, we don't spend time. We can't spend time together as a family because we don't have the money to go to Chuck E. Cheese or we don't have the money to go bowling or we don't have the money. You know, it doesn't have to be a big event every time. It's have a family movie night in your in your living room, pop some popcorn and, you know, have your favorite snacks. And we went to the park. Do family movie night. Go to the park. Um, On Monday. Put up a sheet in your backyard and do a, you know, get a projector. And I know that costs money. but Put a sprinkler um, in the backyard. I'm just saying, like, there are, play some board games. There are things that we can do. As, just spend time together. Wrestle on the floor. Um, you know, whatever. But make having fun a priority for your family because... You want your kids to see that you can have fun as a Christian. You want your kids to see that playing with them is important. And you're building relationships. You're building your family bond um, as you do that. And so God, family, friends, um, work, play, all of these things ought to be priorities in in that order. And... um, I think that we should help our kids establish what are their own priorities. Maybe if your kids are old enough, you could even you could even have them write down a list of what their priorities are and then another list of what their priorities should be um, and just kind of keep that in mind as they go throughout this upcoming school year. But um, 100%, I think that we as parents have a responsibility to help our children understand and establish biblical priorities in their lives any final thoughts nope i think we about covered it all right thanks next for joining week, us next week we are um taking the week off because we will be on vacation having fun so with having our family fun <laughs> as a family so the he said she said family we will join you back again in two weeks um, but yeah, we won't have an episode, a new episode next week. Uh, but we do hope that you guys have a wonderful week and we'll look forward to being back with you again in a couple weeks. Oh, don't forget the Facebook page. Go visit us over there. We're going to Myrtle Beach. Give us some ideas about like awesome things to do in Myrtle Beach. Oh yeah. I've already looked up a few things. But I could, like, if you've been and there's just something we can't miss, we need to know about, let us know. I want to make sure that we hit all the highlights. All right. We'll let you know how it goes in a couple weeks. You guys have a great week. Thanks for joining us. Go over to facebook.com forward slash the he said, she said podcast. Join the conversation there on Facebook. Have a great week. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us this week on He Said, She Said. If you've enjoyed today's episode, Be sure to leave us a review, subscribe, and tell a friend. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it's been a blessing.